Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Tim. Well, uh, very Merry Christmas to everyone and um, hope you're ready and uh, uh, got everything that you need and shopping sorted and all that kind of kind of stuff. But I, I do want to say just a very Merry Christmas to uh, everyone here. And I thought, how do I start today? I was like, I, I should let me begin with some Christmas humor. But then as I looked, it was just, to be honest, it was just so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to find good Christmas uh, humor. I mean, I, I, this, this was one of the first things that came up. It's just so bad. What did Luke Skywalker say after he planted a Christmas tree farm? May the forest be with you. See, it's what I'm saying. It's bad, right? It, 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 it's bad. Uh, one snowman to another snowman. I don't know about you, but I can smell carrots. Yeah, I mean, it, it's bad. There, there were... There, there, there were some ones that made me smile, like what, what, what do you call a snowman having a temper tantrum, a meltdown? <laughs> but then there was them. There were some ones like like there was one that was just 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 mean. It was just mean. I was like, I can't, I, I can't, I, I can't say that, but I'm going to anyway. But but I said I asked my girlfriend what she wanted for Christmas, and she told me nothing would make her more happy than a diamond necklace. So I got her nothing. Okay, the ladies are absolutely quiet. I see that's a mean one, right? But then there's a, there's a <laughs> Helen saying that's disgusting. <laughs> then there's this one. How did Mary and Joseph know that Jesus weighed 3.2 kgs? Because they had a way in a manger. Come on, that's a good one. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a relatively uh, okay one. But anyway, it's seven days to go. Seven days. Seven days. Uh, my wife is very excited. Like, I am living in the lighthouse. Uh, so it was the White House, now it's the lighthouse. And, you know, it, it's scary when airplanes come in and then they're going, pull up, pull up. It's thinking that they're, they're landing on the runway uh, of an airport. But it's, it's, it, you can be spotted from miles uh, Miles, I am living in a winter wonderland. I'm just, you, you can ask anybody who's been in their house at nighttime especially. It is quite uh, crazy. My wife loves Christmas and so shouldn't we, right? We're Christians. We should love uh, Christmas and certainly the message of Christmas. So seven days to go. Seven days to go till we join 2.2 billion people worldwide who will pause reflect and celebrate the incarnation of our Savior King, Christ Jesus, Christ the Lord, conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary. This Jesus, this Savior King, who the Bible tells us in Philippians, being in very nature God, being in very nature God, made himself nothing, made himself nothing, took on the limitations of humankind. Being in very nature, God made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant. Well, that's something to remember if we're going to be like Jesus. He took on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, or at Christmas, as that journey begins as a small baby. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. The Savior King who became flesh 
being made in human likeness with all its limitations, it tells us dwelt and lived among us. John 1 verse 14 says the word became flesh. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And I don't know if you've thought about that for a moment. We should stop because we can read it. We can so casually just go over, go over that and not think about it. But, but, but the fact is deity, God, the divine, dwelt among us. That's what it's telling us here. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, deity, God, the divine, dwelt among us, lived among us. If someone asks, what does God look like? Look at Jesus. He dwelt among us. And another version says, he made his residence, his home among us. And John goes on to say, we have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the Christ of Christmas. My friend Ralph, who was a pastor for many, many years, he retired a couple of years ago, and just this week, he's started making these podcasts that on, on Spotify. He's put out like 50 50 little short messages, and so he just did that in the last week, so I thought, well, uh, you know, I like Ralph, I'll, I'll take a bit of time and listen to a few of them, and they were, they were great. He did five on Christmas, and as I was listening, I, I, he, he shared a thought and a story and, that I want to share with you, because I think it's, again, relevant to what we're talking about here today, and he, he said the very first text message was the, uh, sent on December the 3rd, in 1992, that was the very first uh, text message. And it was sent when a 22-year-old British test engineer sent a message to his boss. And it was actually a uh, Christian greeting, and it was what we said just before. It was the words, two words, Merry Christmas. That was the first text message ever, ever sent, sent. And so, of course, when you... Think about how it's evolved today. There are many ways to text and many ways to message people, but everyone is using, I guess, who, who uses some form of texting in here? Come on, if you're honest, uh, uh, down the back there. It's just like, all of us use many different kinds of texting, and it's really amazing how it has evolved to be a part of our lives. But, but the truth is, nothing really can take the place of a face-to-face -face meeting. Yeah, that's how it is when you meet people face-to-face. -face. Really, nothing can take the, the stubs. Where are the stubs? I don't know if they're here. And this, uh, there's the stubs there back from, from Africa. Now, I'm sure you text while you're in Africa. Everybody say, welcome back, stubs. So welcome back. I'm sure you text your uh, family. But I, I bet you there's nothing like having you home for Christmas. Amen. So as, it's like uh, you, you can't beat it. I mean, texting is amazing. But you can't beat a face-to-face -face meeting or a personal. In other words, you can't, you can't beat having the presence of someone among you. you can't, it's not the same. Texting is as amazing as it is. It's just not the same as actually being present. And so there's a story of a young mother who was going through a rough time she was having some 
mental health struggles and struggling with life. She was married with two kids and was really finding it a challenging, challenging time uh, just with what she was going through. And one day she got to a point where she was so distressed and so depressed and struggling to a point that she could take it no longer. And so basically she just took off. She, she left her husband, kids, and, and just left. And no one knew where she had gone. But she had taken her cell phone with her and her husband trying to find it. It was like, where are you making calls? He started texting her, trying to find her, saying, you know, texting, I love you, come home, please. Where are you? Come home. I love you, come, come home. And of course, she wouldn't answer when he called and no matter how many times he texted, there would be no, no reply. And so he got to a point where he just didn't know how to find her. And being the early days of cell phones, there was just no way to do that. And so in the end, he hired a private investigator who managed through his work and his contacts be he was able to use and trace, if you remember how it was on the old crime shows, that triangulate the signals and all that, and was able to locate the general area where this mum was staying, and then after a little while was able to locate her. And so it was coming up to Christmas, and so he told the husband, this is where your wife is. And so on Christmas Eve, they, they approached, they ended up in this side of town, which was the rough side of rough side of town where this mother going through her struggles had been being staying and she'd been there now for a very long time just staring at the the the, the wall wall and the floors and then suddenly there was a knock at the door and I realized that rhymes there's a floor and the door there's a knock on yo yo what's up that's my rap for Christmas but, but the, and you know what's going to happen? I'm going to get home and Gia's going to say, Dad, can you stop doing that kind of thing on the stage? No. <laughs> I'm going to do it while I can. I'm still in me. So anyway, so, so, so anyway that, that she, she's been in there for weeks staring at the floor and the door and, 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 and well, no, the wall and the floor. And then there's a knock on the door. And, and there is her husband and her two kids. And she just melted right there and, 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 and just straight away was like, couldn't wait to get out of there, went home, returned home, and was with her family for Christmas. A few weeks went, went by and the husband asked her, once he plucked up the courage, he, he asked her what, why she decided to come home then, why did you decide to come home then? Why, after having sent hundreds of text messages and tried to call, why, why did you decide to come home then? And she said this. She said, they were only words until you came. They were only words until you came. When he showed up, everything changed. When we think about the Christmas story over the many centuries, and, and, and times past, Hebrews 1 verse 1 tells us, over many centuries, God, God sent messages through ancient texts. He sent messages 
and words, through the Psalms, through types and shadows, through, through prophets and prophecies, all pointing the way to the Messiah, all pointing the way to Jesus. But you see, they were only words until he came. They were only words until he showed up. In Bethlehem on that amazing night when Christ came, suddenly those words, those ancient texts, and that's why we're celebrating today, that's why we're singing today. In Bethlehem on that amazing night when Christ came, suddenly those words, those, those ancient texts and prophetic promises came alive. They came alive when Christ was born, when Jesus came. Some 2,022 years ago, God himself, deity, the divine, showed up, showed up and knocked on earth's door and lived among us. Why did deity show up? Why did deity dwell among us? When at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, Jesus in a synagogue was handed the scroll of Isaiah, the prophet. And he read these words. He said, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. Friend, you need to hear this today. If you're struggling, if you're battling, understand why he came. Liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he said to those gathered there then, and please understand, he says it to us gathered here now. He said to those gathered, he said, today, this scripture, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus was like this prophetic utterance, this, this, this thing that is written some 700 years earlier by the prophet Isaiah, spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Jesus was saying, is now fulfilled in me. Today, the word had indeed become flesh. God had showed up and was dwelling among us. And of course, those gathered there in that synagogue, they didn't understand it. They didn't get what Jesus was saying or, or, or trying to say. In fact, just a few verses later, they got so mad, they tried to kill him. They, they couldn't understand what was going on. They couldn't really understand what was Taking, taking place. The word had become flesh and was now dwelling among us. But they couldn't understand. They couldn't, they couldn't see. It was like the words of that song that's often sung at Christmas. I think Gia sang it a few, a few years ago. Mary, did you know? It's such a powerful, a powerful song. Mary, did you know that, I mean, they couldn't see it. They couldn't understand it. And maybe you're 
here, here today and you're going, man, I don't understand. What, what is the significance of this Christmas story? What, how, how does it change, change lives? And this, this, this song just speaks to it so beautifully. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new. And I love this line, that this child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to the blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand? I don't know what storm you're going through today, but understand we serve a God who can calm the storms of our life. Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. Mary, did you know? The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again, the lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations. Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? That the sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. Mary, did you know? And today, of course, in hindsight, it is clear as James Allen Francis wrote. He said 20 centuries have come and gone, and today he, meaning Jesus, is the central figure of the human race. I am well within the mark, he said, when I say that all the armies that have ever marched, all the navies that have ever sailed, all the parliaments that have ever sat, all the kings that have ever reigned put together have not affected the life of man on this earth as much as that one solitary life. Kings, emperors tried to wipe out the message of Christ are no more. But he reigns, he rules. And come on, Connect Church, give him some praise and glory in the house. To the shepherds who watched their flocks by night, the angel said, I bring you good news. Good news that will cause great joy. Friends, the gospel is good news. I bring you good news that will cause great joy, listen, for all, for all the people. The Greek word used there for all is the word pass, and it means any, whosoever, everyone. This good news is for everyone. What's the good news? Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born. A Savior has been born to you and for you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in the manger. For on the very first Christmas day, a child was born. God made a way. A lowly baby born to die and on a cross be lifted high. 
from Bethlehem to Calvary, our sins forgiven, he set us free. Oh, hail King Jesus, our Prince of Peace. For you, our praise will never cease. Born, died, and rose again. And of your kingdom, there'll be no end. 2,000 years has come and gone, and today we love you just as strong. Some people say, how can this be? But I'll tell you why. Because he changed me. Is there anybody else in here today? You want to just lift up your hand and just say he changed you. Come on, one more time. Give him some praise in the house. Oh, it don't mean we're perfect. It don't mean that we've got it all together. It don't mean that we, we, we've got everything sorted. It doesn't matter. And I, I was just talking to someone before and just with the battles you have, I, I, I told them, I don't think everybody in their pretty clothes and whatever and looking with their finest smiles has everything together. The reality is none of us have it together. The reality is that's why we need God. Friends, this is the beauty of the gospel. It's not about, well, I really need to get myself sorted out. Well, well, yeah, maybe, maybe we do, but we can't do it in our own strength. The beauty of the gospel is he has done something. He made a way where there seemed to be no way. He, he, he helps the lost get found. He helps the blind uh, to see. And friend, I want to tell you here today, you can know this Jesus. This isn't about getting perfect. This is about acknowledging what he has done. He sent his son to die on a cross to pay the penalty for our sins so that you and I didn't have to. Thank you, Jesus, so much. That's why we do what we do. He saves us. He's our Savior. We thank you, God, for your mercy, for the fact you knocked on our door. Maybe even now he's knocking on your door. He won't force his way in. Today you can say, come. Come. Change my life. Turn my life around, King Jesus. He's changed our lives. Thank you. Come on, one more clap. I, I want to praise you. Thank you. You know, as we prepare to celebrate Christmas and close out the year, I want to take a moment, as we usually do, and look back with a thankful heart on the year that has been, with all its joys and challenges. And there's, there's been a few challenges. I mean, I, I certainly for us as a family, with what Dad uh, walked through, he's getting pretty bossy now, um, to, uh, sort of planning his 85th birthday, um, which I, I think's you know, good, considering he, he really shouldn't have been here. But it's been challenging, I know. But I think it's good to stop and pause and to to remember the, the joys and challenges of the year, of which there's been a few, but I want to play this video that Claudette made that helps us remember that we made it through.
Tap your neighbour and say, preacher talking to you. You made it through. And so let's take a few moments and watch the year in review. Let's play that. Nice and loud, Joel. some big stuff in their fridge. Do I look like a man who's just... What, what did I say? <laughs> he was dying. Do you look dying up like a man who was dying three weeks ago? No, no.
You can see Natalie's tear coming down her face. High definition. had different colored hair. Clap for all our children's church workers. This is a COVID-19 announcement. <laughs> Kia ora Church, Pastor Adam and Anita here. How are you doing? Hey, this morning we, along with some other leaders of Connect, met and have made a decision around how we will proceed in the light of the rising number of Omicron cases in Aotearoa and now the Wellington region. I'm so over Zoom.
Anita's mother's birthday today. She's turned 90. Thank all the dream team for Big year. You know, as we look forward to 2023, there's something I want to tell you that we're just doing, begun really a, a few weeks ago, uh, but we've been working on it for a little while. When uh, some of the teams have gone over to the children's home over there in India, one of the things that we're noticing was very much on Anita's heart, I think, for the last couple of years, that the staff housing that uh, is there. It's in a terrible condition. It's over 100 years old. And uh, they are living in rat infest. In fact, there should be a video that comes on behind me. It's got no, just keep no sound, please, with it. But if you can just play that video that gives you some uh, idea of the housing condition. This is where the principal of the school lives. And it, 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 it really is a rat infested, uh, falling down um, structure. And I know for Anita, for a very long time, she's been wanting to do something uh, with that, but it's, you know, it's just, it hasn't been possible. But as we said during the uh, video there, you saw with each growing year, 
more and more money is being raised through Sari Saturday. And so we've been able to do the food, but, but now there's more. And how many know that if we can do more, we should do more, right? So, so, so just with that in mind and looking at these conditions, we started exploring whether we could do anything about getting some new housing for, for these guys. And so we've been working on that. And, and just a while back, just talking, we've managed to get a, a good amount of money that's going to help us and build. They need five houses, but, but at the moment, because of what we, we have, we can do three houses. And so we are going to, and it's actually all, already started, we are going to uh, build three houses or at least begin. And, and, and of course, the hope is in, in Sari Saturday in 2023, let's believe God for $20,000 and then we can, we, we, can build some, we can build some more housing uh, for them. But, but that work has begun after lots of back and forth and uh, stuff just a couple of weeks ago, the work has begun. And actually, you can go to the uh, next photo so they can see it. And uh, they got the diggers in. I mean, these these conditions are just terrible. This this place is full of, yeah, it's it's just so bad, you know. We've got to be thankful for everything that we have, amen, uh, there. But if media, if you can go to the next uh, photo, please, you can stop that video. And I just want to make sure you can see that the work has has begun. Yes, she's running that to the end. Should end now. <laughs> Yep, well, you can see it. That's their conditions of their homes. There's no photos? There shouldn't be. Uh, should be, I mean. Should be a photo of a digger in the holes or whatever. Okay, maybe they don't have the photos, but anyway, I can assure you, there are photos of the, of the um, digger and, and stuff. So they've already started. They've mapped it all out. They've dug foundations and dug the uh, holes. So come on. How many think that's a good idea? We can, we can do that. And um, so anyway, so that work is going on, and we'll let you, we'll put those photos on so you can see them onto the uh, community page. But the fact that he's changed our lives, it's, it's such a joy as a church to be able to change other people's lives uh, and do whatever we can, can do. You know, we can't do everything, but we can do something, and that's something we are able to do. You know, it's holiday time ones are going to travel. I'm going to ask Anita to come up and just grab a mic. Um, and sorry, Alan, I didn't tell you that also. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to get her to pray. I don't know if you're going away. Why don't you stand? I'm going to get her to pray for your holidays and for this, this next few weeks if you're traveling, just for traveling mercies and for just that God will watch over us over this Christmas time. I, I just want to explain why I get excited about Christmas. When we were little, my dad would... Uh, get all the kids together before Christmas week or two before Christmas and give us uh, song sheets and say, let's sing songs. And one of his favorite songs was Joy to the World. It's my favorite carol. And this is what it says, Joy to the World, the Lord has come. We sung it today. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. Heaven and nature sing. This Christmas as we come closer to Christmas, let's prepare our room for Him first and then for everything else. Festive. Amen. 
All right, let's pray. God, we thank you for Christmas. We thank you for this season. We thank you that you came. We thank you for our families and our community here. We pray, God, that as we get into this season, that you, the Prince of Peace, would be in our homes, in our hearts first, and in our homes, and in our community, that we would shine bright. God, I pray for traveling Moses, for all those who are traveling, and pray peace in every home. Every home would know his presence, the Savior King, who came to save us. And that is the reason of Christmas. We thank you, Jesus. Save you, Lord. I pray peace and joy over every heart that is standing here in reverence of you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Merry Amen. Christmas, people. You know, I, uh, that cell phone thing, they triangulated and found where the lady was. Of course, in today's world, you don't have to do that. You just... We know your location, right? I it's, know it's your like location. Lo like, like I can spot. Anita, I can Anita, spot him too. Yeah, she, she's like, why are you at McDonald's? Why are you at Custard yeah, Pie? It's like, how do you know I'm McDonald's? She's like, I know where you are. I, caught, I saw her yes, yesterday, wasn't it? She was crossing the bridge. I could see her going along the bridge. I said, aha, you're crossing the bridge? Because <laughs> I know her location. I'm, I'm tracing her. I know where she is at any times. Can I just say this? God knows your location. That's right. He knows what you're going through. He knows what your, yeah. your difficulties, what you're struggling with. He knows the battles yeah. that are there. There's no place. He hasn't lost you. That's Come right. on, somebody. He, hasn't, he, yeah. he knows your location. He knows it. He knows you. He's with us, and he's in us. You know, before I release the service, I just want to, do one more thing. Turn to the person next to you and say, I love singing awkward Christmas songs. <laughs> and so what we're going to do, I, I'm going to sing, we wish you a Merry Christmas, and you're going to sing it with me. And while you're doing it, you're going to wish some people a Merry Christmas. And I hope I remember the, the, the words. So stare awkwardly at someone. Just get used to it right now. Just to someone who's like, this is really awkward, I know, but you're going to love it. It's going to make you feel better. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Glad tidings we bring to you and okay i can't remember we wish you a merry christmas and a happy new year one more time come on shane we wish you a merry christmas we wish you a merry christmas we wish you a merry christmas and a happy new year we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Well done. You got through it. You got through it. You got through it. Hey, look, if you need prayer for anything, there's some people over there at the prayer station ready to pray with them for you. The brass band is going to be there. There's going to be some Christmas treats. There's bouncy castles and things out there for to enjoy. Hang around, fellowship, watch online. And remember, let me pray this last blessing over you. Let me pray. Hands out, hands out, ready to receive. Let me bless you. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace and goodwill toward all men. 
This Christmas, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Now to him, being able to keep you without stumbling and to set you before his glory without blemish, with unspeakable joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty and might and authority even now and forever. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.